We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truth when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hey everyone, welcome back to Autoimmune and You, the first episode of 2023. We're really excited to start off this year and have you guys be a part of our journeys and for us to be a part of your personal health journeys. And we are just like looking forward to all the amazing things that we have in store this year. We have lots to talk about this episode. So we are going to talk about five tips to help you be successful with your health journey this year. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to be talking about that in just a bit. And before we fully get into this episode, I want to put a little disclaimer out there for the world because I'm in New Zealand. I mentioned that on the last episode, but there's been a whole lot of things that have kind of gone haywire, to be honest. And we're in a hotel room right now uh, and in the middle of the city. So I just want to put the disclaimer out there that Max is behind me and you might hear him. You're in there. You might hear some city sounds. I don't know what's going to happen. So just want to put that out there. And if for some reason there's like any glitches in Erica's voice, it's because we um, obviously record online since we're not in the same place. Um, so hopefully this turns out, you know, without any issues, but I just want to put that out there. But we hope you guys had a good New Year's. Uh, I know I had a fun time dancing with my friends till like 4 a.m. At first I was like, I don't know if I can make it till 12 (laughs) o'clock. My bedtime is a little bit early, but uh, we ended up staying at our friend's house doing some karaoke and my friend and I, uh, we did Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, that's amazing. We got so into it. And like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, like I was feeling like my introverted side and I was like, whatever, fuck it. Like, who cares? And so uh, that felt really fun. We were like screaming at the top of our lungs and all of our friends, like they were standing up and like rocking out like a concert. I was like, okay, this is really, this was really fun. Um, And yeah, we just danced until like 4 a.m. And um, just had a lot of laughs and was surrounded by like people that like, I love deeply who have been so supportive on my own health journey. And that's like one of the things like I continue to do, like moving into each year is like really narrowing down my friend list almost like Mm -hmm. to the people that literally make me feel so safe, so good and like bring out the best in me. Like I know I'm my best self when I'm around people, when I'm like silly and I'm laughing a lot and like I just feel like really witty like that's how I know I'm like mm-hmm. you know with the right people and so it felt good to really rig in the new year with people that I really love and care about and you're in New Zealand and how was that <laughs> <laughs> like and I'm done no but first all I want to say yeah. seriously kudos to you because I'm just not a karaoke person no matter how many times I've like been to a karaoke bar or like tried or even just like in a karaoke room it's just not my thing so seriously yeah good. oh you know what okay so this brings me back to when we did the As you do that yeah. the group interview calls for the retreat and we asked everyone at the beginning kind of like an icebreaker would you rather dance to every single song you ever hear or sing along to every single song you ever hear and you yeah. said sing along so it makes more sense because to me I'm like oh god I would not <laughs> 
yeah, my voice was like cracking and it was like, you know, not really great, but I feel like the emotion was there and like the hype and the excitement. So I totally got like lost in that, I love that. that moment. But yeah, it was really fun. What you what did you and Max do? Um, so we yeah, we're in New Zealand right now. We were in Wellington area. Um, we were technically down by um a place called Para Para Umu. And um it's about maybe like 40 minutes north of Wellington and it's a little beach town, and that's where we stayed for a week, and it was absolutely amazing. We absolutely loved it. Um, had the cutest little Airbnb. We spent a lot of time with Max's family, like his aunt and cousins and grandma and dad. And a couple of days before we had hung out with his friends and we were like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing for New Year's. And they were like, oh, we're going to go camping. And we were like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Because when we were planning this trip, we were like, oh, New Year's Eve, like there's not going to be anything going on in this like beach town. And so we were like, do we like go into the city? But that's 40 minutes away. Do we get like an Airbnb in the city for the night? And we're just like, ah, like going out just like doesn't really feel like it. I went out one time ever for New Year's Eve um, because the rest of the years of my adult life, at least I've been I was working in a fine dining restaurant. And so I was always working New Year's Eve there, which actually was really fun. But I went out out like one year when I was in L.A. in 2020. And I was like, I will never do this again. Like it, it was fine, but you just spend so much money and it's so overrated and like the lines and it's just ridiculous. Um, so anyway, we went camping this year, <laughs> long story short. Um, and it was beautiful. It was like an hour and a half away, but the drive was absolutely beautiful. It was this super, super, like, I swear the windiest road I've ever been on, like literally curving with the mountains, the entire, like yeah. at, maybe not the entire way, but like at least half the way. Um, we both agreed that it was like the longest windiest road we've ever been on, but the views, I was like, where mm-hmm. the F are we? This is amazing. And as we're driving in towards where our friends were camped, they didn't have service. So they just dropped us a pin when they're in town. And we we're like, okay, like it's getting dark and we're, we're going to find them, I guess. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer. And it's like more and more cloudy as we get closer. And we're like, no, like it was so nice by the beach. The weather was perfect. We thought we were going to get like a clear starry sky and it's more and more cloudy. And we're like, no. So we get there. We finally find them, we get settled and then literally all the clouds start moving and it was the starriest, most beautiful sky. The weather was perfect. Mm -hmm. We thought it was going to rain and it didn't like it wasn't too cold. We had a beautiful fire going and yeah, like we in New Zealand were the very first ones to hit the new year out of the entire world. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, Um, it was so weird thinking like, oh, you already celebrated New Year's before I did. That was such a weird concept. I know, I know. And it's like way before too, like 20 hours or something before. And so that, yeah, that was kind of crazy. And um, so, yeah, and we just like at... Um, 1159, we put like a minute timer. Cause obviously we're in the middle of nowhere. We're like, we can't like watch the ball drop or anything. Yeah. And or, I guess there is no ball to drop because we're in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's in New York, right? <laughs> yes. That's New York. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so anyway, we set a timer at 1159 and then we like counted down with the timer and then it turned to midnight and like popped a bottle of champagne and stuff. It was really nice. It was yeah. so nice. And then we just like danced all night and like sat and talked and it was just really nice. And obviously these are all like two of them were Max's friends from like literally 10 years ago because he's played baseball in Australia and New Zealand for so long. And so he's known them a long time, but all the other friends that were there were their friends. And we had met them mm-hmm. at a party that we went to a couple of days prior, but that was the only other time we met them. 
But there's something so cool about meeting people that know good people in your life and you just automatically know that those are going to be good people too. And like you yeah. just instantly click and it was so much fun, like so easy, like effortless, just really good vibes. And we both were like, oh my God, I'm so happy we came because we were kind of on the fence. We're like, it's an hour and a half away. Like it's kind of yeah. late. Like, do we go? Do we not? And we're like, no, we're going to regret it if we don't go. And I'm, it was the perfect way to ring in the new year. Because I've been saying, and I've yeah. even said on the podcast multiple times, like just how much my soul is just needing to connect more with nature and like needing to just be away. And it was so nice having no service and being in the woods camping. And then also um, we jumped in a freezing cold river the next morning. Like first thing we're like, you know what? It's raining outside. We have to do it though. I have this rule for mm-hmm. myself that every time I see a body of water like that, I have to get in. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. it started raining and I'm like, uh, and Max is like, remember your rule. And I was like, all right, fine. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the, the perfect next, way. Yeah. The next day after New Year's, uh, I shared in my like Instagram story. I think you responded to it. But yeah, we came home. We got home at like 430 and then I woke up at like nine and then my husband and I were like, we're not going to lay around and be like lazy all day because we got in late, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really like, we went to the gym. We went to the gym for like an hour and a half. And then we went on a five mile hike in Claremont where I live. And it was so beautiful out. Mm. And I was just like, I was just like talking to my husband as we were going on this hike, because that hike is something that I used to do like a long time ago, uh, before my diagnosis with him. And I used to struggle. I would be so Mm. out of breath. I would be so dizzy because it's very steep. It's very, Mm. very steep. Um, and it's long. I mean, it's five miles. I mean, if you're going uphill, you know, it kind of at some point gets very tiring, especially if it's like hot outside. But anyways, my point is, is like we were walking and, Uh, we were going up the hill and I was telling my husband, I was like, wow, like this is so crazy to be at this point in my life where I'm not out of breath. My legs feel super strong. I feel super happy. I feel super healthy. Mm -hmm. And like, that was, that was literally what like coming into this new year was like, is so much growth is happened over these last couple of years, not just like mentally and spiritually, but like physically now I can go on these hikes and I can not feel like I'm going to like pass out. And to yeah. me, that was like a really big victory. And I felt really good about that. Cause I was just thinking back to myself, even when I got diagnosed and tried to do this hike, like my fingers were super swollen and like my hips hurt and my feet hurt. And now I can just do it effortlessly and just like enjoy being in nature. And like, it was really cold out, but I love being in cold weather, going on a hike because your face is like super cold and your nose gets all cold, but like, you're still toasty because you're, Uh. you know, you're in your like warmer clothes, but it felt good to like come into this new year feeling this way. And it really just did make me like reflect on this whole health journey and think, holy Mm -hmm. fuck, like this is where I'm at. It could have been so opposite. I could be in a wheelchair right now. I could be like, who knows what could Mm -hmm. have happened if I didn't do all this shit for myself, for my health journey. And that's why like, we're excited to share some of these tips with you guys, because we really want you guys to be successful. And like, we've learned a lot. It's not like we've been on this health journey for like, one year, six months. And we're like, Hey, like do this, you know, like we understand the reality of what it takes to 
create a healthier life for yourself. And so stay tuned for that because you can walk away from this episode and actually start applying that to yourself. And hopefully by the end of this year, you'll be a lot stronger, Mm -hmm. more confident. You'll be able to do things that you maybe never even imagined you could do for yourself. Yeah. I can fully relate to the hike thing because we went on a hike like two days before the new year. Um, and it was re- same thing as you just said, it was super steep. There was literally so many sets of like stairs into the side of this mountain because it was just mm-hmm. so steep and they would have had to put like a million switchbacks otherwise. And same thing. I mean, yeah, it was hard, r- actually pretty hard. Um, and I, I usually hike all the time. And so I consider myself a really good hiker, but it genuinely was rated hard. And I was like, no, this is actually hard, but I still felt really good. You know, I didn't feel completely out of breath. I didn't feel like my legs were going to fall off and it was so beautiful the whole way. And I just kept thinking like, I'm so grateful to be able to do this because same thing, Mm -hmm. like at the beginning of my diagnosis, I remember, um, there was four, maybe five months into my diagnosis, I went to Runyon Canyon for anyone who's like in LA area, or I feel like a lot of people out of LA area know what Runyon Canyon is too, from like reality shows. Um, but Mm -hmm. it's like pretty simple hike. Like it's not, it's, I like to call it more of like an urban walk. Um, and I could barely even do that with my friend. Like it was really, really hard on me and I couldn't even do the whole thing. And I was just mm-hmm. so excited to get back out like on a hike because prior to my diagnosis, I was hiking every single weekend without fail. And it just reminded me a lot of that, of like that versus doing this hike that we did um, a few days ago. And I just, the contrast of being able to and feeling really good and feeling really empowered and being able to take in all these beautiful views and even being in mm-hmm. freaking New Zealand doing this hike. Like I could have never yeah. imagined like so many aspects of my life. Yes. There's a lot of like really hard times, but there's so many aspects that I'm just like, so much gratitude flows through because I could have never even like like tried to manifest some of the stuff that's in my life right now. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. even known that this was possible. And now we want to switch gears a little bit um, because we have been doing a lot of reflecting and reevaluating. And obviously we were planning for um, the retreat for 2023 and it's now 2023, which is insane. But um, we have just been feeling like we are feeling called to be able to share what we get to share on this retreat with more people and we want to make it more like accessible and affordable and we want more people to be able to attend this event and so what we are doing is actually shifting gears and we are going to be offering a one-day conference event rather than a weekend retreat in and it's going to be in the Los Angeles area. We're looking at early October of this year. Um, and so we just, we're making this shift because we got some feedback from people. Um, and a lot of people are wanting to attend. And I think that like a whole weekend thing is just like, some people can't take that much time off work or some people are across the country and they'd have to take off even more time to like, you know, get there and back. We also just want to make it like more flexible for everyone to kind of be able to like create their own adventure kind of, um, if you want to make it into like a whole trip, or maybe you live in LA area, you want to make it a day trip, that sort of thing. 
So basically, um, it's going to be an all day event and we'll have two to three, I don't know, maybe more workshops and we'll provide lunch and snacks and you'll still get an awesome goodie bag from our sponsors because we have some amazing sponsors that are excited to be able to host. But this just feels way more aligned for us personally. Um, It will be in the LA area for this first one because we both know the LA area really well. However, we are definitely looking to expand that in the future. So stay tuned on that. Like we had a couple of other cities that we were throwing around. Um, Hint, hint, New York. (laughs) Um, We just like, you know, we like to call our shots sometimes. But I don't know. This just like feels, it feels better to us. Yeah, I think having that first retreat where it was very uh, intimate and there wasn't a lot of people and um, especially even having like some of our past clients be able Mm -hmm. to come to the retreat and like people that we were kind of familiar with that follow our personal accounts and listen to our podcast, that was really amazing. But in the end, like our goal is to be able to reach more people and to meet more people. Mm -hmm. And we understand that, yeah, like Rachel said, not everyone can take, you know, three or four days off. Not everyone can travel in that situation when they maybe don't feel their best and like have to sleep with another person, like share a bed. Like there's a lot of things that we realize that we're preventing people from being able to do this with Mm -hmm. us. And like, we want to meet you guys. Like that is what makes this whole podcasting fun. That's what makes even our personal businesses, you know, exciting is the possibility of meeting some of you guys in person. And we just thought about it and we're like, you know what? Like maybe it's not retreat style. Maybe it's just like this one day event each year, maybe even twice a year. Like we don't know where that's going to lead us. We want to, you know, first be able to get this one under our belt, but we're just thinking like, that's probably a lot more realistic and a lot more doable for like most people. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to get to see some amazing workshops. You're still going to connect with lots of other people that have Mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases and like hopefully build some type of relationship where you can keep it ongoing or you can make it, you know, a whole weekend trip yourself if you wanted to do that. Like it, like we like the idea of you being able to make this experience what you want instead of like, this is where you're sleeping. Like this is what airport Mm -hmm. you have to get off of. This is like, because I think that was a little bit challenging for people and we don't want to make this stressful. Like we want this to be fun. We want you to feel excited. We don't want you to have to worry about so many different factors as much as like Rachel and I have, you know, uh, planning this next, this retreat that we were supposed to have, like we were really trying to organize all that and like make it easy for the people that were attending, but it, it just wasn't feeling aligned. And like Rachel and I always talk about like, things change. And like, if we feel, you know, stressed about things, or we feel like some type of resistance, or we feel the resistance on the other end, or it's not feeling like easy and good, like we're like, okay, maybe we need to change things up and do things differently. And it doesn't mean like, we'll never have an intimate retreat like that again. Mm -hmm. I think just like, right now where we're both at, like in our personal lives that this kind of makes the most sense. 
again, this gives you just a really good opportunity for like sky's the limit, right? Rather than having kind of like, I don't want to say confines because obviously it's like the retreat is a good thing, but you don't have like restrictions on where you can be, what you can do. Like you have this one day to connect with people and maybe you connect with people that are going beforehand and maybe you really connect with someone while you're there and you decide to hang out with them afterwards. Um, or maybe you decide to extend your trip or maybe you're like, Oh my God, I've always wanted to be, go to LA and I want to do this and this and this make a trip Mm -hmm. out of it. You know, like I just, I think that in so many ways we want to encourage you to have freedom in your journey and to have freedom in your life. Um, and I, I hope that this will provide that for you. And maybe even like one of our other big hopes is that we're able to get way more people in this format than just a retreat, right? Like we could sky's the limit literally on people too. And yeah, we also want to make it more inclusive because we were doing the group interviews for the retreat. And while we did have the best intention at heart, like we wanted to make sure that we curated the space and that we chose people that were going to mesh well and stuff. It also just felt like, well, we want everyone like we don't really want to pick and choose, even though we had the best intentions. And so this way, all you have to do is register. We're not picking and choosing like you want to come hang out with us, come hang out with us. And Mm -hmm. um, we'll also talk about like, I don't know, maybe we'll have some like extra little like add on options for you. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but maybe there's like other opportunities the day before or the day after or something, who knows? So just stay tuned with us, bear with us. We really appreciate everyone understanding everyone who was, you know, interested in the actual retreat. Um, But hopefully this excites you. And I hope that those of you who attended our group interview called that we're really excited for the retreat or maybe that weren't able to make it because of different types of um, barriers. Hopefully this makes it a little bit more accessible for you. Yeah. And I think we're like, we had a conversation yesterday on the phone and I think we're both feeling really excited about this and it's not like we're having to downgrade this situation. Like it doesn't feel like a downgrade. If anything, it feels like an upgrade, upgrade for yeah. us because because we were having a little bit of like worries about, like Rachel said, having to select and like curate this. And the only reason why we had to do that was because the places that we're renting out for the retreat only has a certain mm-hmm. amount of beds. Yeah. So if we have 50 people wanting to come, you know, like we could only select a certain amount of people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like this way, if we get like a larger conference style room, we know like, okay, this place can hold like a hundred, 150 people, maybe down the road, like a thousand people. Like, you know, we don't know what that could look like, but it it gives us more freedom too. And like, as much as we want to give you guys freedom, like we want to have freedom for ourselves to be able to expand it and to be able to reach more people. And I think this is just going to be the way to go, at least for now in the foreseeable future. Look, things change, right? And right now and this year, I think this is what feels a little bit better for us. Yeah. And I also just want to throw it out there because I feel like when you say conference style, like even my brain just goes to like a hotel conference room. It's not going to be that. I'll tell you that right now. The, that's not our vibe. Yeah, it's not gonna be cold and it's not like cold and rigid where you're just like sitting at a table in a room. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been looking at some stuff actually, and there's like these really cute like bohemian style yeah, like exactly. really big places where you can we can have a sound bath, we can mm-hmm. have like breath work and stuff yeah. like that. So it's still gonna be our vibe. Like we're still gonna of course like make it the experience that. Yeah 
we we wanted to originally have, but now we have to we're, we're gonna do it on a bigger vibe. scale. Mm-hmm. We're shifting that vibe to a larger scale space, but also like keeping the intimate vibe, even though there's gonna be more people, keeping that like um really like holistic and welcoming and warm and cozy vibe, even though it's not like in a home. So I just want to kind of throw that out there to kind of paint the picture for you. So once again, as always, if you're interested in this, always email us autoimmune and you at gmail.com or um, DM us on Instagram at autoimmune and you. And we are, would be happy to add you to our list. If you're not already on our email list, we will be sending out um, other details on there. All right, show of hands, how many of you have had to get up in the middle of the night just to warm a heating pad because you're so uncomfortable? Okay, if you're putting your hand up in like a grocery store or in the car, you can put it down. But many of us in the autoimmune world are best friends with heating packs. We're here to tell you that it's time to ditch them because we have something even better for you. Our new favorite pain relieving product is not like any other heating products that either of us have ever tried. Thermotex offers a variety of infrared heating products. They're really high quality, effective, and convenient. It's super easy to do. All you have to do is flip on the switch, let it heat up, and instantly enjoy the healing benefits. We all know that feeling of waking up with new aches and pains that can show up in different parts of our bodies. So Thermotex offers many different types of heating products, including one specifically designed for your knee, your wrist, your elbow, your foot, your neck, and the all-purpose pad, which is more versatile. I love keeping it by my bed or desk when I have a long work day. My lower back is usually my main problem area. Because they incorporate infrared technology, the energy is absorbed six centimeters into your body. Traditional heating packs only penetrate about a quarter of a centimeter. The other cool part about this technology is that it isn't insanely hot to the touch, so you don't have to worry about burning yourself or having to reheat it frequently. I personally love using my Thermotex heating pad at the end of the day while I unwind from a full day of podcasting and coaching clients. You need to give this a try. There's literally no risk to you. They have a 30-day guarantee that it'll temporarily help your pain or your money back. And then they also have a one-year warranty on your product. Thermotex is currently offering our listeners a 10% discount on any personal product with our special code autoimmune and you, all one word. And as always, that link is in the show notes. We literally use our heating pads every single day and we can't wait for you guys to start using this as part of your healing regimen. Which also very easily shifts us into part of the reason that we actually made this decision is we have so many things that we want to do with this podcast and with this brand and in not putting quite as much time into like all of the extra stuff that goes into planning a full weekend retreat with, you know, the space and the chef and the transportation and all the other things that come along with it. We are putting more energy into this brand, this podcast. And so a couple of things that we mentioned on the last episode are that we're going to be having guests on this year, as well as creating merchandise. And so we want to hear from you guys. Like, what are the types of guests that you want to hear? What are some topics that you're super interested in? And also on the flip side, what is some merchandise that like you would genuinely want or use anything like shirts, stickers, mugs, candles, like, I don't know. Journals. If you think of some, yeah. Jur- oh my God. I would love to have a journal. Yeah. Um, water <laughs> bottles. Like, I don't know. Literally, if there's something that you're like, I would totally have that or use that, let us know. And it's not just going to be like, it's not going to be just branded like autoimmune and you, like we have some like little, you know, phrases and slogans and stuff like that, that we yeah. would be putting on them. So let us know what you want to see and let us know what you want to hear as far as guests. Yeah. And we want you guys to be a part of this 
autoimmune and you tribe. Like Mm -hmm. this is what we're building is essentially like a tribe. And so to be able to have some type of like merchandise that represents what this podcast is about is about and embodies like the message that we're trying to live by as people that have autoimmune diseases like Mm -hmm. that's why we want to be able to have merchandise because we want to see the people representing you know this tribe that we're creating Mm -hmm. and we are we we definitely have created something different in this autoimmune community and yeah we're looking forward to expanding in different ways yeah okay so without further ado i don't know if you can hear this on my mic but it's just drum rolled (laughs) um we want to go into these wellness tips to help promote health um through your journey through this new year and i think that like the tips that we have compiled there's five really simple tips for you to follow that will absolutely help you without fail as long as you actually like utilize them um And so number one is accountability. We'll just jump right into it. Accountability, I think is literally the most important part, whether you're keeping yourself accountable using like a calendar or a tracker or an app, or just like your partner or your best friend, or whether you have like a group of people such as my autoimmune goddess collective that my wellness method members get um, access to where we're all supporting each other throughout our entire wellness and autoimmune journey and all sorts of resources and like the client library and group calls and stuff and, or, but also, and, um, a health coach, right? Like working with a health coach, like Erica, working with a health coach, like me, who's going to work with you one-on-one. If you have very specific goals that you are wanting to hit, that you feel like you just need that extra little boost, or you feel like, you know, I feel like I should be able to do this on my own, but it just hasn't happened yet. And so I think that we talked last episode about, um, being honest with yourself. Maybe this is the time that you're honest with yourself and you say, Hey, this has been my goal for three years and I haven't hit it yet. Maybe I need an outside accountability coach Mm -hmm. to help me do that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like one of the main things that people say after, you know, working with me for the three months is like, why didn't I, why didn't I do this earlier? Like I thought I could do this on my own. And certainly like I didn't have a health coach through my journey, but guess what? I wish I did have a health coach during my journey because there's probably a lot of insights and perspectives that would have propelled my healing. Uh, It took me a lot longer to figure these things out on my own and everything happens for a reason. And even if you haven't even like tried to reach out for a health coach or some type of accountability support, like everything happens in its right timing. But maybe now... Now you're feeling like, okay, I've done the work by myself. I still don't feel like I'm making enough progress or like, hey, I just want to open up and express like my life with this illness and like having someone that even understands how much work and effort it goes into your healing because people are not going to understand it. Like when I first started my journey and I was telling people I was changing my diet and juicing and going to hot yoga and doing meditation you know, they were like, why? Like, why don't you just get on the medicine? You know? And I was like, I'm trying to do something different. I don't, I want to take responsibility for my health. And there's a lot of people that just continue to do this on their own and they struggle. And the biggest catalyst to your healing is being able to express like one, the like pain and suffering that you go through, but having someone bounce ideas back to you to where you can clearly see have a better vision of yourself and go, okay, these are the areas of my life that need the most 
work and effort into not like maybe these superficial things that I've been looking at. Maybe it's a lot more deeper than you even knew. Yes. A huge point of that, that I want to raise. Um, I have a client that recently told me that she's had a therapist for years and years and years and has never talked about her diagnosis fully with her therapist. It's never come up. And she was like, I feel so different when I'm on sessions with you because I get to like, you get it, you know what I'm going through. And it's crazy because I actually have heard that multiple times from people. It's so different. Like I totally get the mentality of, oh, I do it on my own or, oh, I have this person to help me with whatever. Oh, I have a dietitian or, oh, I have a naturopathic doctor or whatever. It is so different. And you will never understand just how different it is to genuinely have a health coach what until you have one, like there's just no way around it. It is the emotional support. It is the um, support in creating routines. It is the support in having just someone who understands, who has the empathy, but also knows what it's like to deal with symptoms, what it's like to try to deal with maintaining routines, what it's like to deal with the um, um, relationship side of things and trying to hold on to a social life and the financial side of things. And literally every single aspect that you deal with we get it. That's what sets us apart as health coaches is because we deal with this too. Right. And I think that that's something that we lose sight of. We're like, Oh, you know, I have help with that, but do you actually, again, be honest with yourself on this? I think I mentioned like a couple of weeks ago about my client who has never mentioned to their therapist that they've had for like 10 years, the way that rheumatoid arthritis affects their life. Mm. And the therapist, the therapist was like, you're working with the health coach. And she was like, yeah, she was like, you've never mentioned to me how having rheumatoid arthritis has affected your mental health. So a lot of people are treating depression, treating anxiety, treating trauma in their life, but there's no correlation being made from the therapist to the person of how their disease affects their mental health, how their disease affects their anxiety. It's a whole, it's a whole other thing. And like you, like a lot of my clients say, I work with therapists and yet like, I don't get the, that niche, like help that I truly Mm -hmm. need. Um, because you obviously a hundred percent get the whole situation like versus like you can have all the knowledge textbook wise in the world about chronic illnesses, but unless you live with it yourself, you're really not going to get it. And I'm sure like with your clients and my clients, like we say stuff to our clients that helps them make extreme breakthroughs mm-hmm. with their health that they didn't oh my God, even I, It's literally that. so exciting. Anytime that a client has like, it's happened a lot recently too, as I've stepped more into like my power as a coach and realize like, wait a second, like I can help with such higher level stuff. And once I step more into that, it's insane. Like every single session clients are having breakthrough after breakthrough and it makes me feel so fulfilled. It makes me feel so happy, but yeah, the fact that people don't maybe don't feel comfortable or maybe don't feel like it's necessary to even mention that they have an autoimmune disease to therapists. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy, you know? And that just goes to show that like, we have just all been so conditioned of like, this is in this box and this is in this box when actually Mm -hmm. it's all a continuum. They're all so interrelated. And a lot of times like we maybe refuse or maybe are oblivious to the fact that they are so related and we help you with 
creating the flow between all aspects of wellness, not just this is my autoimmune, this is my emotional health, this is my whatever, um, you know, physical health. So, um, yeah, number one, accountability. Yep. Um, and then going into number two is starting simple. So I think a lot of people that start their health journey, including myself, kind of overcomplicate things and we add too much to our routines and we're trying to change everything at once. Mm -hmm. We're trying to pile on so many different things because they want the healing to happen, you know, very quickly. So they think, go to the gym, eat clean, meditate, uh, you know, work on our relationships, like all these different things. And they can feel very overwhelming. And it's like a juggling act of all these different things. Most of the time people get overwhelmed and they get frustrated because they're not seeing the results that they want. And they keep thinking, if I add on this, if I add on that, my health is going to get better. But to me, I think the key thing here is to do simple things, but do them very well, mm -hmm. right? So if you're trying to do a billion different things, most likely you're not going to be able to put the energy and love and attention you need into each of those things. So even keeping it simple as like, you know, eating more whole foods and less processed food. That's a simple concept that is going to be really effective. You know, even just like drinking more water in your day than you didn't do before. Um, focus on, okay, what do I need now at this moment? What's a priority to me? Okay, that's diet. Okay, so what can I do? Is that just simply trying to cut out as many processed foods as I can and eat like more whole foods? Mm -hmm. Like, do I not have time in my day because of my work life and my home life? Like, do I need a meal prep service to like at least help me get on the roll with all of this stuff? Um, is it do I need to drink more water? Like just things that are simple, but they're going to have an effective bigger toll on your health if you do them consistently. Because it's not about how many things you do. It's about how often you do those things. Yeah. Right? Simplicity and consistency. Oh, I like that. It has a ring to it. But yes. <laughs> those little things like getting outside, like literally stepping outside. Um, a lot of people ask me how to get consistent with um, journaling because they realize that it has big benefits. But they're like, ah, oh, it's overwhelming. It feels like a lot. It's daunting. I'm like, start simple. You can literally start with just writing down three things you're grateful for every day and then shutting the journal. And that's it. If you write more, great. But start simple. You could even start with one per day. Like if you start simple, it's going to feel a lot more approachable and a lot easier to actually stay consistent with. And as we know, like Erica said, it's more important to be consistent than to just tackle a million things at once. Um, I think that it's really easy to be like, oh, new year, new me, whatever, new year energy, and then just want to overhaul everything. But as we yeah. know, if we overhaul everything at once, it just gets overwhelming. And maybe it feels sustainable for like a week or maybe a month. But we all know and we've all seen time and time again that people fall off so quickly because it's too much to your entire system. So just remember that this journey can, yes, it can feel fun. It can feel almost exciting. It can, you can um, come at it from a scope of curiosity and wonder rather than coming at it from like a, a scope of necessity and of it being daunting and scary. 
All right, let's move on to number three, which is deciding on your non-negotiables and then sticking to them using accountability. So kind of going back to number one as well. Non-negotiables, I think, are really important because even like right now with me traveling, there are certain things that I do day in and day out without even thinking about it because I just know that these are the things that I need to feel my best, even when we're traveling. And a lot of us, when we're traveling, don't necessarily feel like our very best. We want to feel as good as possible, right? And so um, as far as New Year's goals and wellness and health go, there are, there need to be non-negotiables, right? You need to have those things that you know you will be doing no matter what and you will work into your routine um, using probably um, simple steps of your routine is going to be most beneficial for you and going to feel the most accessible and attainable. Um, so for me, that's things like drinking water, um, taking my supplements every day, journaling every day, um, just simple gratitudes and affirmations, um, making sure that I'm eating mostly whole foods and making sure that I'm eating um, gluten-free and dairy-free. Like those to me are literally non-negotiable. I don't, I don't stray away from that. Yes. You know, there might be like a night every once in a while that I forget my supplements, or maybe there's, you know, a day that I don't journal, but for the most part, those non-negotiables are like, I don't even think about it. It's just like my way of life at this point. But again, it's taken me years and years and years and years to get to this point. And so you have to give yourself grace with that process. Yeah, absolutely. And a couple of my non-negotiables are sleeping at least eight hours. I know when I get eight hours of sleep, it makes a massive difference, not just in how my body physically feels, but my mindset and like my mental health. I have less anxiety when I get eight hours mm-hmm. of sleep. Um, the other thing is getting movement in at least once a day. So mm-hmm. whether it's doing a little workout like inside my home, going to the regular gym or going to the climbing gym or mm-hmm. even like going on a walk. Uh, but that also goes along with getting outside at least one time a day, even if it's just like, because right now it's like cold and rainy, but like even just like stepping outside onto my patio and Mm -hmm. just getting fresh air because I do work from home. Like I have to do that because your world becomes very small, especially for people that do work at home. And they, even if you work at an office, like it's so easy to just be staring at a computer screen, like all day, like our eyes need to see natural light. Mm -hmm. We need to spell fresh air. That is a thing that grounds us. And that to me is very, very important. And the other thing is also like another non-negotiable is like keeping boundaries with my work life because mm-hmm. I do work from home. I could be up at eight o'clock at night, like writing, I don't know, like writing a newsletter, like whatever. I was going to say like, texting my- me ideas. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, it, that's something that like I try to work on and it's, it is better than the way it used to be, even when I first started off as a health coach, but still like, I don't like keeping myself up at night thinking about stuff. Cause mm-hmm. then I don't sleep well. So I have to try to keep some like boundaries with it. Obviously if I have like inspiration, like I usually go with it. I'm like, you know what? I feel inspired. Yeah. Like, I want to write this. Okay. But like doing excessive amount of work is just not helpful to me. If anything, it's going to cause burnout. So those are mine. Like you just have like with each of my clients, you know, I have them write out, okay, what are the things that are going to make me feel best? And a lot of times people are like, 
having boundaries with people, not saying yes to Mm -hmm. everything, like prioritizing like my rest and whatever that is for you, you have to find that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you stay true to those things that you know make you feel your best, I can promise you your symptoms are going to be significantly Mm -hmm. better as if than if you don't do that. Like if I'm sleeping four hours every single night, I'm um, you know, not moving my body and I'm just sitting at my computer all day. Like I'm gonna feel like not as good as if I did those things that I know make me feel my best. I want to go back to the getting outside thing because we I briefly mentioned it when we talked about starting simple. But I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've been like stressed the F out sitting at my desk or doing some sort of work because I absolutely love every aspect of what I do for work. But when technology likes to play games with us, I just go, I'm like, oh, like, well, I want this work because Erica and I both work primarily virtually, right? Like most of 99% of what we do is on the computer or phone. And when shit doesn't work, it is so annoying because like (laughs) I currently have a project that's like finished that is ready for a client and it will not offload from my phone and it's driving me insane and anyway so like things like that happen too often right because technology and I cannot tell you the amount of times that I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm so stressed out and Max is like you need to get outside like let's go on a walk and I'm like yep yes you're right and the second I step outside I'm like wow things don't seem so hard anymore. (laughs) Like it really Mm -hmm. is. It's it's scientific. Like we need that. We literally need that. We need to be reconnected with the earth. And even if you live in the middle of a city, you're still getting connected with fresh air and sunshine or even just, you know, birds and clouds and maybe a tree on the sidewalk. Like, I don't know, but you're still getting connected back to like our roots. Right. Um, and so I think that that's like super, super important. Um, okay. So let's move on to number four, which I think is, I mean, these are all equally important, honestly, but this one is kind of easier said than done. And so just like anything else, it takes practice. It takes a lot of like reminding yourself of your intention and like who you are and your strength and your power. Number four is focusing on your own journey. Um, I like to say put blinders on. Like, I, I know that some people have probably seen these. They have like some memes that have been circulating around that are like, I'm going to disappear for six months and come back a different person. Like, but honestly, sometimes you almost have to do that to a certain extent, like maybe not that drastic, Mm -hmm. but seriously, you would, you will be surprised at what happens when, for instance, you stop following people. I've talked about this on other episodes. I've talked about this in my um, autoimmune goddess collective group. I did a whole training on this of weeding out your social media. Do not follow anyone that makes you feel any type of negative way when you see their content. There's no reason for it. I don't care if it's your best friend, your cousin, your partner, whatever. If it's like making you feel any type of not good, fucking stop following them. Or at least you can use the mute option where you won't see their content, but you're still like friends Mm -hmm. or whatever. It makes a huge difference in your own mentality. It, it helps with not comparing yourself to what other people are doing in life, whether or not they have an autoimmune journey or not. You know, they might be just richer than you. They might be, they might be yeah. skinnier than you. They might be stronger than you or whatever in your perception. They might not actually be those things, right? And so putting the blinders on, knowing that, hey, this is my journey and it's going to turn out the way that it's going to turn out that is perfect for me. And it does not matter what those other people are doing. But like I said, it's way easier said than done. It's so easy to get caught up in that and not even realize that you're comparing yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this probably several times throughout this podcast of following people that don't judge or shame you for not being where they're at in life, right? Like we talk about this all the time on this podcast of like, we're not perfect human beings. Like we're just trying to share with you, you know, the wisdom that we've gained and the insights and our experiences. But at the end of the day, like you are your own best healer and you know more about yourself than anybody else can know about you. So if you're sitting and comparing yourself to another person that has the same autoimmune disease as you, and you're trying to um, do exactly what they're doing on their health journey, and it's not, you know, the thing that's helping you, like that's going to cause a lot of frustration. That's going to cause a lot of anger. And like, that's not what you need on this health and healing journey. Like you need to tune in to your own wants and needs. You need to stand up for the things that you feel are important in your life. And you need to pour energy into the things that you know you need for yourself. Because Mm -hmm. for some people, you know, maybe diet is a huge part of their autoimmune symptoms. But maybe for you is your extremely high stress levels. Maybe it's living in survival mode. Maybe it's um, having a dysregulated nervous system. Like those could Mm -hmm. be things that are greatly affecting your health. And so if we keep looking at other people for the answers, like we're going to keep denying our own needs and the things that are actually going to propel our own healing. So it is very difficult in today's day and age, especially with social media, not to even look at, look to me or look to Rachel mm-hmm. and be like, how can Rachel da- dances like that? I can't mm-hmm. do that. My hips hurt me. Or how come Erica can rock climb? Like my hands can't do that. You know, it's a very slippery slope. Um, but that's why you have to just be as conscious as possible and realize that, that you didn't have Rachel's life. I didn't have Rachel's life. Rachel didn't have my life. I don't have your life and mm-hmm. we're all different. And to celebrate the individuality of all of this, celebrate the uniqueness of our own lives, whether it's with our health or not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like many things that are coming through right now. I love everything that you just said. Um, and it like sparked so many ideas. So number one, um, one of the things that you mentioned is like that you are kind of like denying yourself an opportunity to kind of like find that strength and that power. And, um, I, I feel like you deny yourself the opportunity to trust your intuition, right? To trust that you Mm -hmm. know your own strength and power. You know what's best for you. And when you're constantly comparing yourself, you're denying that you know what's best for you. And you are not allowing yourself to connect even deeper with your intention and your intuition and your soul in guiding you. Um, Another thing is um, (laughs) I kind of look at I used to follow so many like years and years, probably, I don't know, eight plus years ago. I used to follow so many like fitness influencers and stuff because I thought that like, I liked following them for, you know, like workout ideas and stuff. And then I started realizing that I was like feeling like shit watching them, or I would be like making fun of them in my head all the time of like, oh my God, like whatever, look what they're doing now. Honestly, if you're finding yourself feeling like that about people unfollow. Okay. Um, But also I kind of feel like there's a weird like thing in the autoimmune community. I kind of feel like there are people that are like those fitness influencers, but they're in the autoimmune community, right? They're like 
kind of in a way, and I'm not bashing anyone. This is just like how some people are. It's just like showing what they're doing, but not necessarily showing it in a way that's like actually helpful. Does that make sense? Like they're genuine influencers. Like people call Erica or I influencers and I literally am like gagging in my mouth. I'm like, absolutely not. I will never associate with that term. We like, I've had someone say like, no, I feel like you're like an inspirer. And I do like that, but I just feel like sometimes there, there are people in every kind of niche in the world that have that vibe of just like, look at me, look what I'm doing. And that's it. Like nothing that can actually be helpful. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's inspiring to you. And that's amazing. That's great. I'm glad that you have that. But notice if it's not genuinely inspiring and maybe it's making you feel a little bit jealous or a little bit inferior or a little bit behind in your journey, right? So notice those things. And then in the same way, you mentioned like people seeing me like dancing around and jumping around. I get these comments all the time. I wish I could do that. Or, you know, I can't believe that you have so much energy all the time or all these things. If you ever find yourself, I've said this time and time again, if you ever find yourself looking at my content and you're like, that's annoying or that makes me feel like shit, unfollow me, please. I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to feel like, oh my God, she can do this. I can do this too. And on the same side, I've seen so many messages and I have so many clients that are like, oh my God, because I saw your dancing video today, I got up and I danced for the first time in months. Or because you posted this song, I had a client like literally two days ago be like, hey, you posted this song on your story and I cannot stop jamming out to it. It's making me so happy. That is what I want. That is what we want for you is to show you the inspiration. But not only that, we don't want you to do it our way. We want you to find your own way to do these things, to find that inspiration and to find that light and that joy in your life. That's something different for every single person out there listening to this. So the last one here, which I think is really important, obviously all of these are (laughs) equally important, but I think it's really important to celebrate yourself during this whole process. I think a lot of the times we get so focused on the destination that we forget about the process of this healing journey. And if I look at my life now, you know, a lot of my symptoms are under control. I have a really um, good life. I think I, in the beginning, was so focused on this point where I'm at that I could have had a lot better time if I just slow down and said, wow, like simple things like, oh my gosh, I don't have as much bloating or like my wrist pain is a little bit better or I stand up for myself more or I'm feeling a little bit more empowered and like focusing on all of those things because yes, it's nice to get to the end, this destination point in your head of not being in pain and being able to do the things that you love. But there's all these like inner changes that happen to you that I feel like are worth celebrating. And I can't pinpoint every single thing because it's been, you know, over six years now. But by celebrating these little things, you know that it's adding up to the bigger picture of where you want to be. And you have to zoom into those a little bit sometimes in order to see okay, why am I doing all this? Why am Mm -hmm. I showing up every day? Why am I putting in the work? Because all these little things that I'm doing throughout my day, they may seem small, but they're going to lead me to this version of myself, which is healthier and happier and whatever that is for you. 
Because if you're not celebrating the small wins, you're never going to feel like you genuinely got to the big win, in my opinion. Yes. Right? Because you're going to be so focused on that big goal. And the big goal might look different once you get there. Right? What I mean by that is you might set like a goal of I want to feel my best, but the way that you feel your best might not look like what you think it's going to look like or feel like. And so- recognizing along the way these little things that are changing in your mentality and your physicality in the way that you're um that you're behaving in your daily life the relationships in your life the financial you know abundance that you're creating without recognizing all of those little things along the way that actually are the big things right we mm-hmm. are so like oh yeah that's just little but when you really look at it in the grand scheme of things those are big moments Those are big Mm -hmm. moments when you say, hey, I would have handled this. I love these text messages from clients when they're like, this stressful situation happened and I actually handled it this way instead of this way. And I'm proud of that. I love that so much. And I get them all the time. And it's just like, I literally do a little happy dance every time. I'm like, this is amazing, right? So I have one client who just got brain surgery and she's like on the recovery process. And she finally was able to do a workout again for the first time. And she was like, I am so proud of myself. I was able to do it. You know, I'm feeling stronger. And then last time that she had brain surgery, then I had another client that texted me, I think yesterday and was like, I, or maybe it was this morning. And she was like, I did one of the workouts. Cause I posted a bunch of workouts in my client library, um, a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, I did one of those workouts. And she's like, I had to stop halfway through, but I kept going afterwards and I was able to finish it. And I'm like, these are the little things that I absolutely freaking love getting these text messages and messages from clients. Like I literally do a little happy dance every time. Cause it's like, this is the process. This is the journey, right? Honestly, the end goal Yes, Erica and I, you know, have processes with clients where we, you know, make long-term goals and all of that, but that's really not it. The the quote unquote it is the little steps along the way. That is the process. And those are where you're gonna find those contrasts. And the contrasts are what make you embrace all of the good, right? When the lower dips come, when the things that feel quote unquote bad come along, it reminds you just how good the good is. And you wouldn't know what good is without the the hard. So just knowing that like, it's not going to be linear. And when you genuinely celebrate yourself and celebrate the wins along the way, it feels so much better. And when we say focus on the wins, that doesn't just mean like, oh yeah, I did this thing. It means like, talk about it, right? Write it down. I hit this milestone. I did this thing. I handled this differently. Talk about it with your health coach. Talk about it with your best friend. Tell someone about it. Like, Shout out from like really shout it from the rooftops metaphorically, because those are the pivotal moments in your journey. Yeah. And I think the word celebrate is a little bit obnoxious, at least to a lot of my clients. They hate the word celebration. So I tell them maybe you don't celebrate it, but at least you acknowledge it because by acknowledging it, that means you can clearly see okay, I'm not doing things the way that I used to. doesn't mean you have to have a big old like celebration, but at least you can admit that to yourself. And that is healing to just be like, say something positive that you've done, but not make it like a big cheesy ordeal for yourself. Because I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that are uncomfortable with it. And I get it, especially when you're new to this health journey, you're like, why? I don't want to celebrate any of that stuff. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. weird. Um, But just like acknowledging like, hey, I'm not the same person that I was yesterday, or maybe even this morning. Like mm-hmm. that 
to me is enough. Like if you can just tell tell yourself something that you wouldn't have told yourself maybe a week ago or even two weeks ago, that's a big deal for some people. Um, So when I look at my health journey and think of where I'm at now, honestly, when I started, I was like, wow, I can't wait to get to remission and like get rid of rheumatoid arthritis. Like that was this like big goal thing that I felt like I had to celebrate. Mm. But now in actuality that I'm here, that's not even what I'm happy about. Mm -hmm. That's not even what I'm celebrating. I'm just like, I am glad I am not a perfectionist. I am glad that I am calm. I'm glad that I have lots of peace in my life. And those are things that I couldn't have anticipated, but they have been the most rewarding because of the process that I've gone through on this journey. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, the end goal of not being in pain, yeah, it's nice, but I'm going to tell you once you get there, everything else that you had to go through to get you to this point is going to be the most meaningful thing to you. I can guarantee that. Mm -hmm. I um, think that you raised an interesting point with like that a lot of your clients kind of like cringe at the word celebrate because I feel the opposite. I feel like I'm actually hosting a group call um, next week, which actually will be the week that this episode airs. That is literally a celebration of all the things that me and my clients have done for ourselves in the last year or maybe even beyond. And we do exactly like we do. We are going to have like a party and a celebration and fully embracing. And yes, it might be uncomfortable for some of my clients. And I think that sometimes you kind of have to embrace that, right? Maybe part of your growth is acknowledging that you are a badass. Maybe you've never actually acknowledged all of the things that you've been through in life to get to where you are. Maybe you learn to harness that power even more by saying, you know what? Actually, no, that is really fucking cool that I did that. And I am going to celebrate that. So I don't know. I just want to kind of like throw that idea into your mind. If you are more on the side of like, oh, I don't really want to celebrate myself. Maybe one of your goals is to get to the point where you can say, hey, this is really fucking cool that I did this. But again, you can't jump from one extreme to the other. You might have to take those steps along the way to say, okay, yeah, I did this thing and it's kind of cool. And then maybe the next time you do something, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I want to share it with someone. And then you take another step of like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I want to share it with someone. And I want to like, you know, go out and get myself a glass of wine for it or whatever. So um, don't be afraid of like finding the growth within the acknowledging your wins. Yeah, I think it's important to at least be authentic with where you're at, like spiritually and emotionally and like mentally. And I don't want any of my clients to feel like they have to show their like celebration or acknowledgement in a certain way because it may be uncomfortable for them. And not that I'm not promoting, you know, challenging yourself and like stepping into the unknown. But I do think, you know, there is a process for people. And like I was at like that at the beginning of my journey. And now I can celebrate myself. Now I can do it without like feeling that resistance inside because that is how I am and that is how I feel about myself Mm -hmm. so everyone starts somewhere you know like Mm -hmm. that's why Rachel and I are totally different humans and have different (laughs) uh, approaches to things and we also like attract different clients Uh, but anyways my point is is that you know we're gonna attract different people that have different mechanisms of the way that they express themselves and so that's why it's important to find yourself a coach that you feel that you can feel 
safe and authentic to yourself mm-hmm. while still allowing yourself to like grow through the process. Obviously, you don't want to stay the same. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this will help you be consistent towards making progress to your health and continue to have more healing. We hope that this has been useful. And maybe we're reminding you of what you already know, but helping you get back on track because maybe you're feeling a little bit lost and a little bit hopeless. So hopefully this has been helpful. And please let us know if you start implementing any of these five things that we've mentioned today. Because like I said, even if you just did one out of these five things, you're going to do a lot better than before if you didn't do it, right? So like even just implementing one of these concepts can go a long way on your health journey. Yeah. Exactly. And on that note, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Happy new year to everyone. Bye guys.